This is the Mental Health Revolution. Welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast with Rachel Leah Gerson. Hello and happy Thursday or whatever day it is in whatever time you are in. Welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel Leah Gerson. I am your host and I am so grateful to be here once again on this lovely, lovely afternoon if you're listening to this as it comes out. So today I want to broach a really interesting and uh, very timely (laughs) subject here. Um, And so this may not be relevant to you if you're listening to this well in advance in the future. However, I do want to, um, in advance in the future, that didn't make any sense. Clearly, I'm making time slip jumps here uh, (laughs) unintentionally um, and jokes about that unintentionally. Anywho, (laughs) um, so this this information is only going to be relevant um, for this month of February. Um, I want to speak to um, some energies that are happening in February 2022, um, what's going on planetarily, numerologically, etc. I'm just feeling really, really guided to talk about this today. Um, there are, of course, going to be themes and lessons that are going to be relevant throughout life, not just in this month of the, the you know, the second month of 2022, 2-2-0-2-2. It's not just going to be relevant here. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this from the future and it is past February of 2022, to uh, perhaps continue to give it a listen anyways, because there are going to be themes that are talked about here, such as balance, um, the divine masculine and toxic masculine, the divine feminine, toxic feminine, um, which of course I did a full episode on um about a month or so ago. Um, and you can definitely go back and check that episode out. I highly encourage you to do that, but I'm going to be doing a little bit more talking about that today as well. And also because it can be really, really medicinal and light bulb moment filled to listen back to the past <laughs> I hear this as a lesson for some of you who are even listening to this in in the quote correct time of February 2022. It can be really beneficial and medicinal for us to go back to moments in the past and see how they related. So for instance, if it is currently, you know, March of 2024 and you are leaning back into this episode and you're giving it a spin, you're giving it a listen, I want to encourage you to... um, really listen with ears of what was going on at that point in my life. Uh, How does this kind of explain some of the lessons that I was traversing? How does this explain, um, you know, some things about what I was going through at that point in my life and how I've gotten here? And, you know, sometimes we aren't able to access those light bulb moments until well into the future, and we're not supposed to. 
And so for those of you who are listening in February of 2022, I want to also encourage you um, to potentially go back to moments in time when you're like, man, this was a big moment in my life. What was, you know, I, what was going on astrologically then? Or what was going on numerologically? Or what was going on energetically with the collective or, you know, etc. And And start kind of putting some of those pieces of the puzzle together. Um, because I find that that can actually lead to some really beautiful self-realizations and therefore self-awareness. And sometimes even on a macro level, just realizations and awareness around um, the collective or your ancestral line and patterning and, um, you know, things like that. So I do want to start this episode out with that very, very potent lesson um, to just encourage you guys to... Um, go ahead and take those steps to do things like that. Right. So all of that said, I am going to jump right in here with some really, really cool, exciting astrological stuff that is happening this month. So good. Um, so for those of you who purchased the 2022 astrological calendar of important energetic dates, um, I somehow, despite like two months of research on 2022's astrological and numerological influences, missed this rather large dynamic that is coming towards us on February the 12th through the 16th, basically. Um, and there are different kind of ideations from different astrologers and astronomers as to what the precise meeting point is um, for the most um, calculated version of this moment in time. But apparently, and again, I literally have no idea how I missed this, maybe just so that I could do this episode, because I don't think I'd be doing this episode if I would have included in the calendar. Um... Mars and Venus are going to be meeting up in the sky in what's called a conjunction. A conjunction happens when uh, two sky entities, so planets or asteroids or the sun or moon or whatever, uh, meet up in the sky at the exact same point in the sky or within a very close distance to each other. Um, Mars and Venus met once before. Um, recently, it's it's. I should state this is not um, a very normal occurrence for Mars and Venus to meet in the sky. It happens, um, I don't know, once every two years or so normally. But this time around, we have a planetary rarity where Venus and Mars are in what's called a series of a triple conjunction. And a triple conjunction is when the same two planets or sky entities meet together three times within about a year of their meeting. So the very first of these actually happened last year. Um, uh, some argue it was July 12th. Some argue it was July 14th. Um, you're going to see different things depending on time zones and locations around the planet and et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. But sometime around July 12th of 2021, 
um, which again, we've got cool number play there, right? One, two, it's this, it's, you know, the 12th, one, two of 2021. So cool number play there. Um, but July 12th of 2021 was the first time that these planets met in the sky. The second time, <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, is going to be legitimately on Valentine's Day or on either side of it, depending on which astrologer or astronomer you are looking to to get precise degrees and et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. But sometime around Valentine's Day, so auspicious, is when these planets are going to be meeting for the second time. And they will meet for the third time on March 12th-ish of this year. So let's talk about why this happened, because that's important, right? This triple conjunction business is very, very rare. Mars and Venus usually meet up once, and it's every two years or so. This time, it's happening three times in one year. So why? Well, last year, um, July 12th, Mars and Venus met up in the sky, and then they continued on their forward trajectory through the sky. And then in November, as I'm sure many of you remember, um, remember November, um, we experienced the beginning of uh, Venus shade period and into Mer or, Mercury, wow, into Venus retrograde, which began um, just around the full moon in December. Well, so Venus kind of did its dance uh, in accordance to our line of vision from Earth, backwards in the sky. And it now is moving forwards once again um, as of the end of January. And it's moving forwards. And that is why it is meeting up with Mars a second time. And then, of course, because the planets move at different rates, one slower than the other, then, you know, with time, space, continuum stuff, they will speed up or slow down around each other, um, depending on their certain patterns and trajectories around the sun in the sky. And it just so happens that one is going to slow or quicken a little bit more um, to be able to meet up again, once again together on March the 12th of 2022. And the number play here is also really incredible because um, March is the third month of the year. 12 is a three. One and two add together to make three. Um, and we're in a six year. Two plus zero plus two plus two equals six. Um, if you add March, um, if you add the third, the three month with the 12 day, um, we get another six. So it's actually a six, six portal day, which is super potent. It's also a three, three portal day. Um, and it's also a one, two, three portal day. If you write your date as the day and then the month and the year, um, although the year is kind of, um, not added in this circumstance, but one, two, three, because it's 12, three. Um, so it's a huge portal day numerologically that's happening. And that is when Venus and Mars are conjunct. What's really, really cool about all of this, y'all. Um, so July 12th, to my knowledge, does not necessarily have any association with love in particular. 
Um, but obviously, February 14th has a huge love connotation being Valentine's Day and the celebration of love and the celebration of romance and sexuality and coupledom and et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. Um, self-love for folks who are focusing on being single at the moment, um, just like huge self-love stuff. Um, when we look ahead to March 12th of 2022, like I said, that's a 6-6 six, six portal day. And in numerology, six is the number of love. It's the number of creating a foundation of a home space. It's the number of creating warmth and safety and home and hearth. And um, so partnership is very much in that. The reason why this is so significant in relation to the Mars-Venus conjunction specifically is something that I spoke to a lot in our episode about um, 2020 to 2022, how did we get here? Um, which I believe was the very final episode of um, the podcast last year. Um of 2021. Um, and I spoke so much, and this is why I'm like racking my brain as to how I did not know about this triple conjunction business, because so much of this year of 2022 is about this dance with Venus and Mars. We started out this year, and I spoke to this on that other episode, but we started out this year with Venus retrograde, and we are ending this year with Mars retrograde. Venus being the planet that symbolizes the feminine, Mars being the planet that symbolizes the masculine. Of course, when I speak about feminine and masculine, I'm not speaking to gender identity or sex assigned at birth or um, anything like that. We each hold the divine feminine and the divine masculine within each of us. We also, thank you societal programming, hold the toxic version of each of those within us as well. And again, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the episode about toxic um femininity, toxic masculinity, divine femininity, divine masculinity, because um, I think that's going to shed so much light for you on what is coming up with these planetary conjunctions. So ah, what can we expect to experience here? Well, before I tell you a little bit more about this whole conjunction business, I want to speak more to the numerology a little bit as well, because I do think that there is an importance here. So as I have stated, we are in the year 2022. It begins with this bookend, or began, I should say, with this bookend of Venus retrograde, slowing us down, looking into... Whew, what toxic feminine programming do we have in our systems and how can we unwind that? And oh, what does the divine feminine look like? And how can we remember that within our skin and bring that forward into the collective to be integrated? And the bookend at the end of the year is that Mars retrograde helping us to focus in on what toxic masculine programming do we have inside of us that we're needing to unwind? And how can we remember the divine masculine programming that we can reincorporate and remember into our bodies, into our collective, into our planet? Um, so we have those bookends. Why is this important in year 2022? Um, three reasons, four reasons, <laughs> four reasons. Um, one, 
As I already stated, 2022 is a six year. It's the number of love. It's the number of hearth. It's the number of home. It's the number of partnership. It's the number of unification within the self. It's the number of soul family. It's the number of unity, of coming togetherness. Um, these are all things that the number six represents, and we are in a six year. So how freaking cool is it that we have this six year that begins with how can we unify and polarize ourselves to the divine feminine and ends with how can we unify and polarize ourselves to the divine masculine, both within and without? This is why these conjunctions happening right now are so beautiful and significant, because the, it's it's like, you know, we went through our Venus portion and now Venus is kissing Mars and then Venus is going to kiss Mars again and then we're going to go through our Mars portion. So it's almost like these beautiful little integration periods or big integration periods rather. So that's happening. The other, the other thing I want to look at with 2022, um, other couple of things that I want to look at with 2022 is the number two specifically that repeats three times. Um, we have three conjunctions here right? Um, of course, the first one happened in 2021, um, but we're still calling this a triple conjunction. These two Venus meeting Mars in the sky conjunctions that are coming up in a few days here and then next month, um, I know March, Mar March is already almost around the corner. Isn't that crazy, guys? Um, but I just think the significance of the fact that there are three twos in our year and there are we're in a set of three conjunctions between Venus and Mars. Um, why is that significant in my brain, guys? Is because the number two is all about duality, balance. Um, what do we have with Venus and Mars? We have the duality of the masculine and the feminine, the duality within each of those of the toxic and the divine. Um, we are learning to balance all of those things, all four of those aspects within us and within the people around us, not for them, but just helping to facilitate that process uh, by witnessing them through it and helping to mirror back where they're at um, and not, not, not it, like without their expressed permission, would you do that, um, you know, verbally or whatever, but just energetically, you can hold space for that. Uh, we don't need to call people out on their stuff all the time, every second of every day. It just, you just need to hold the energy of it and uh, mirror it back to them. And uh, their subconscious will pick up on it in some way, shape or form that will allow them to work through it. I know that was really important for some of you to hear. So I'm glad I was able to say that. Um, but regardless, you know, we're, we're working through these dualities, we're working through these balances, um, and we're learning to find unification of these polarities within ourselves, within the people around us, and within the collective as a whole. What's really cool about this triple conjunction is it's right in line with these three twos in our year. And y'all, the year is 2022. What did we have? We had that first conjunction in the middle of last summer, right? In the middle of 2021. We had that first conjunction. That's that first two. 
Then we have the zero. Zero is all about recalibration. It's about everything and nothing all at the same time. It's the number of the void. It's the number of unity, of oneness. It's also the the number of... Um, uh, equ- equ- eh, eh, I can't speak. I'm so excited of equanimity and being able to see things from kind of a bird's eye view and a, a very detached um, yet emotional perspective, etc. So that's kind of like that zoom out, right? That space that we had in between in these last um, what's it been um, seven months since that first conjunction right? So we had that first conjunction, that first two, then we had the zero, this breather. And now boom, boom, we've got this conjunction in February and this conjunction in March, two, two. Um, So I just think that lineup is so freaking cool. Next, of course, is um, the appearance of the master number 22 that our year ends out with, this 22 that's together. Uh, The number 22 is about entrepreneurship, about um, being a master builder. That's the number. The number 22 is the number of the master builder, Um, the number of building new foundations from a more innovative standpoint with fresh lenses and fresh perspective. The more that we come into unification in ourselves with this polarity of the divine masculine, divine feminine, the more we're able to integrate new perspective, divine perspective specifically, and we're able to be more innovative. And we're able to build foundations from a higher perspective. And that's huge. And when I'm speaking about building foundations, I am speaking about so many different things. I'm speaking about building foundations of the self. I'm speaking about building foundations within partnership, if that's something that you are currently engaged in or if you're going to be engaged in that. I'm speaking about building new foundations, um, maybe materially, right? Like actually building a house or building a property or building um, a business. Um, I'm speaking about building foundations in our collective, actually building the quote new earth. Um, I heard a practitioner, I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to misquote. Um, so I'm not going to say who it was because I can't remember specifically, but, uh, practitioners post on Instagram that I ran into the other day, um, was speaking about how they don't like to call it the new earth because they like to call it the here earth, um, or the now earth. Um, And I just love that because it's already here. It is new, um, but it's also not new at all, right? We're remembering. We're remembering what the earth was always supposed to be, meant to be. We're remembering the original foundation. And sometimes we have to go to a higher perspective and a higher space within the vibrational frequency in order to remember the original seed that was always there. And I find that that's not only the case for new earth, but and I mean, this is something I speak about all the time, that that's, that's the work to do within, right? That, that is that, that original seed of our self that we came to this planet with, that our soul is. That's what we're constantly working to get back to in some way, shape, or form. And it's like we have to move forwards in in order to see 
the backwards. <laughs> we need to move backwards in order to move forward. Um, and it's just this really beautiful, again, duality, this dance, this, you know, whatever. So we have that master builder number, that master number 22, that's backing us with all of that. And again, finding unification through there. 22 is also the number of twin flames. Um, so for those of you who are on that journey, that's going to likely be significant for you as well. Although if you look at twin flame astrology, um, there's going to be a lot pointing to specifically Venus and Mars meeting up in the in the sky being more um, about soulmate relationships um, or relationship with the self and unity within um, then it is going to be about unity within um, a, a twin flame dynamic but of course everybody has their own story and their own trajectory and etc so um, that's something to look out for if you are on that path and in that dynamic and also, it might be about disassembling the twin flame story for yourself. It might be about um, realizing how the toxic relationship programming from, from our collective, through our collective, has actually um, built a false story for you around the twin flame journey. So that might be something that you're working to dismantle through this time as well. Um, and through this entire year, really, um, with all of these Venus Mars dances and the six numerology and the two, two, two numerology and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to kind of plant that seed in your brain a little bit too, that, you know, maybe the twin flame journey is not for you and you can choose that at any point in time you can choose to say this is not for me this is not mine um or i was believing something that wasn't true in my path and on my journey um so those are those are things that you can do and and that doesn't mean that um the twin flame journey was a waste of time or that it wasn't for you ever being on the twin flame journey provides so many lessons and so much dissembling, disassembling of the self and of relation, relationship paradigms and toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, and etc, uh, etc, et so on and so forth. Um, it's, I mean, even, even if you are not specifically actually in a twin flame dynamic, but have thought you were all of this time, however long that is or has been for you, if you're on this path, um, you know, it, it's been to teach you the lessons um, that you've needed, not only for yourself, but for future relationships or current relationships and uh, to help other folks in their relationships, perhaps even for your purpose within the collective to, um, help the collective disassemble all of those paradigms I just spoke to. So um, I just want to reiterate for those of you who are going through any sort of realization that like, shoot, this maybe isn't for me, um, or maybe this isn't my truth, or this isn't healthy, or this isn't something I want to engage with anymore, or et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. It's not a waste of time. It was never a waste of time because you needed to learn all of the things that you have learned and perhaps are continuing to learn on that journey through that lens. So I wanted to throw that out there as well. 
The last thing I want to say about the numerology of 2022 specifically um, in relation to these conjunctions and this Mars-Venus dance that's just so freaking potent and awesome is uh, the angel number 222. Um, which like, as I speak that I feel the energy coming in so strongly, my heart just like opened and got bright and I felt this softening and just like, I felt like the angels just like came in and like did a little beautiful, um, like wing grace wing thing. I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm sure some of you can feel it through this podcast, feel it through my words, through my, through the energy that I'm putting out there. Um, but 222 is such a number of holding. It's this, it's this like, we've got your back. Like we are soul family watching out for you, soul family. Like we, we're here. We've got you. You're divinely guided. You're in grace. You are, um, yes, you may, you may trip a little bit. You may fall a little bit and you have a lot of things to learn about how to balance yourself from the inside out. And also you are being held through it all. And I love that so much. I love that that energy is accompanying all of this because work on balance and duality and relationships in general and relationship with the self and trying to balance being in unification with the self whilst also being in relationship with others. It is really really challenging work you guys like this is the big stuff like this is so much of what it is to be human and so then to know that our guides whether you believe in angels or not whatever it is if you believe in you know god or you believe in spirit guides or you believe in animal guardians or um just some amorphous beings who are holding you um or star seeds or or whatever it is you know or or even if you don't believe in any of that stuff and it's just about the people who are around you. Maybe it's your ancestors or maybe it is, you know, just like the people in your life who you're connecting with astrally on the daily. Um, you know, you're you're held. You are held and you are watched out for and you are supported and you are loved. And that's what that 222 dynamic is bringing in for us and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So, with all of that in mind, I want to speak to what is coming to us in the middle of February, and then I want to speak to what is coming to us in the middle of March with that third and final Mars-Venus conjunction. So what's really interesting is, like I said, many astronomers are saying that this is happening on the 12th of February. Um so firstly, the 12th is the day after the 11th, obviously, right? 12, 12 comes after 11. Um, the 11th of the month is a numerological portal um, because it is master number 11 uh, next to angel number 222, right? So it's the 112022 portal. Also, if we reduce 11, 1 plus 1 equals 2. And so we get a 2, 2, right? Because 11... One plus one is two, and it's the second month of the year. So we get a 2 2022 portal. So that happens. Then the following day, according to many astronomers, is that second Mars-Venus conjunction. Um, 
also numerologically significant because um, of the two in the date. So again, we just have another repeating two. But also, if we add one plus two, we get three. So it is a two, three portal day, right? Second month of the year, two, three, or three, two, depending on how you write your date. And if we add the month and day together, um, we get a five, right? Two plus one plus two. Um, is five. And with our year being a six year, it's actually also a five, six portal day. So that is really cool. Um, if we look at it as though the date is on the 14th on Valentine's Day, we also have in that one plus four is five. Um, so if we kind of discount the two there. Um, we've got another five, six portal day. And if we add the two, we have a seven, six portal day. So that's like descending numbers. Um, and I hear some of you being like, well, what does all of this mean, Rachel? So let me explain to you. And honestly, it's all just details. It's just that I'm a huge numerology nerd and it's just cool, fun facts to me. Um, so, uh, so, so if we're looking at, you know, the repeating numbers um, are just going to be an amplification of whatever the numerology of that number is, right? So um, amplification of two when there are multiple twos in a row. Um, if we're looking at um, this idea of two, three or three, two and five, six or seven, six, um, we're looking at, when we're looking at two, three, or five, six, what's happening is the numbers are going up. It's ascension. Um, we are in a numerological ascension portal. So the energy is going up in trajectory. It's all about like reaching new heights, going new places, light bulb moments, um, releasing of just beautiful expansion energy. If we're looking at those descending numbers, three, two, or seven, six, um, we are looking at grounding, integrating, bringing energies in and down. Um, again, lots of foundation building energies in there. Like you guys can hear this and feel this in my voice right now. I know it's like, it's just very anchoring and and like I said, integrating. You're, you're just kind of bringing things in, tying things together, um, downloading, right? So it's like the opposite. It's, it's, um, the ascension numbers would be like, bing, light bulb moments. Let me reach up to the cosmos and like get all of this information and like whoo, be blown wide open in the best, most beautiful way possible. And then with the descending numbers, it's like, all right, let me, let me take a moment to like pull everything down and in. So it's just like two different ways of receiving, one being a really like expansive way of receiving and the other being a really grounded way of receiving. Not that being grounded is not expansive because it is, but in, in its own kind of more internal way. It's like an internal expansion rather than an external, um, internal to external expansion. So I know what I just said was really wordy and detailed and et cetera. And honestly, I really want to guide you guys not to get bogged down in the details, which brings me to the entire inspiration for today's episode, actually, and what I 
almost did this entire episode on, which is many of you, I'm sure, have noticed who follow me on social media that I have actually shied away in the last two years or so from doing numerological portal day posts. Um, And the reason that I have done that is because I've found that so many people are bogged down in the mires of these details and it becomes this like frantic <sighs> I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it um it's it's like um, people are trying to take hold of the energy and do something with it um rather than just being with it and allowing for it I think there's this pressure that we put on ourselves or that the spiritual community puts on us or that we allow for the spiritual community to put on us to be like, oh my gosh, you know, with this huge portal that's coming up on the 22nd, you know, we're going to have the 22nd of February, it's going to be the 222-2022 portal day. I mean, that's, that is literally the most potent numerological portal day Aside from in the year 2222, which is 200 years from now, right? So so within the next 200 years, this is the most potent numerological portal day that exists. Mm, we're not going to be around in 200 years, right? So, um, or we will maybe, but just in different carna- incarnations. Um, but um, that's interesting. I almost said different carnations. So there's a message there for someone about carnation flowers um, that just came through. But um um, so if you have a connection with carnations, there's something there's ooh, there's something really potent for you here. Um, whomever needed that message, uh, you're welcome. Thanks for bringing that through. Um, anywho, so so there, I feel like there's just so much pressure of like, oh my gosh, like we have to do all of the things. Like just the amounts of marketing I'm seeing from other spiritual practitioners who are like putting out courses on that day or selling products on that day or doing free offerings on that day or, you know, whatever. And then just like seeing this, this, ah, just this pressure from the collective in general, from the, the spiritual consumers, um, which like, I really dislike that label, but that's what it has become is like, oh my gosh, like I have to have all of my crystals in order and I have to have, you know, like the perfect journal and I have to have the perfect day planned out and like all I, (laughs) you guys, (laughs) coming from a place of someone who used to interact with the spiritual world in that way from that lens to having become someone who just allows, um, you're doing yourself a disservice usually when you're trying to plan everything out because it doesn't leave room for the divine. And also when you're trying to have all of your tools in order, have like the perfect thing set up for that day or whatever it is. And this doesn't only go for that specific, you know, 222-2022, you know, it's also for like the full moon, the new moon, um, big conjunction days, like these Mars-Venus conjunction days, um, you know, like it's, it's literally any portal that there is, I think there's so much pressure that's put that we put on ourselves 
to do something with that energy. And this is some of that toxic masculine programming that we're needing to shed to make room for the divine feminine, which will then allow room for the divine masculine to come in, right? So instead of like this fear-based, scarcity-based, like, oh my gosh, this is the most potent portal day in the next 200 years and I have to make sure it's special. And if I don't do something super special and have all of my special things around me, I'm going to F this up, right? Instead of that attitude, which is so based in scarcity and fear of like, we only have this one opportunity, la, 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 la. Um, you know, that's, that's toxic masculine programming. And if we allowed for the divine feminine to come through in that moment in time, um, if we allowed ourselves to feel into like, okay, just going to allow. I felt so many of you just take a deep breath and calm right down into your bodies just now. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for, for acknowledging yourself in that moment. That was special. I feel many of you needed that. Thank you for taking that moment. And I want to encourage you to take that moment, whether it's before this day and kind of meditating on it, um, or on this day or whatever, and, and, and in any days to come, right? Any full moons to come or any new moons to come or any, um, uh, equinoxes or solstices or whatever, whatever, whatever portal day, right? Any portal day to really feel it, feel into it, um, and for example, I can tell you what I'm doing that day. I have my entire calendar just free that day. That's what I'm doing. And I am totally open to the idea that that might very well be, and I know some of you are going to be astonished by this, but that day very well might be me sitting at home on my couch in my pajamas, drinking chocolate and watching Netflix all day. That might be my 2 2 2 that might be what my day is because that might be exactly what my body needs. Or maybe I'll be guided to drive to New York City. Or maybe I will be guided to hang out with friends. Or maybe I will be guided to um, be in, become ceremony with the land somewhere. Or, you know, I don't know. I have zero clue what is coming for me that day. And I trust that whatever Whatever it is, is going to be the perfect divine intervention that is needed for wherever I am in life a week and some change from now, right? Um, what happens then is that that allowance of the divine feminine to come in in this abundant perspective this expansive perspective of you know yeah I might I might up and go somewhere or I might stay here on the couch or I might you know whatever it just it just is and I'm just going to allow for it that allowance for the divine feminine to come in and and be then makes way for the divine masculine to come in and say cool so as soon as you have this download from the divine feminine of like let's say for instance yeah Rachel you're gonna <laughs> jump in the car and drive 10 hours with zero direction whatsoever or whatever it is right let's say that's the case 
that then allows for the divine masculine to step in and say, all right, what do you need to be held and safe and prote protected on this journey, right? It allows the doing to then come in in coincidence with the being. The being is the divine feminine. The being is the, whew, I'm going to allow myself to jump in the car and go to this place. The divine masculine is the, what do we need to pack? What food do we need? What clothes do we need? Is the car gassed up? Um, can we take care of those things? Um, and then again, allowing the divine feminine to come in. Oh, what does my what is my body going to need? Let me take a breath here. Let me take a moment here. Tune in. What nourishment is my body going to need in order to step forward into this? Oh, yes. Okay, great. I have, you know, these cucumbers in my fridge and, and that's, that's, I'm going to need that on this journey. And oh, you know, maybe some oatmeal for tomorrow morning. And so I'm going to pack that and uh, I'm going to pack my camping stove just in case. I don't wind up somewhere with a stove and, you know, whatever. And that actually, that that latter part about the camping stove, that would be the divine masculine, right? Okay, nourishment. What does your body need? It needs the oatmeal. That's the divine feminine. What what do we need to make that happen? And how can we make sure we're safe? Yeah, you pack that camping stove, right? So that's the divine masculine. So, so I'm hoping that through this illustration, you guys are getting some perspective on like, what this divine feminine, divine masculine dance looks like internally within the self. Because I think we hear so much of it talked through in relationship and specifically romantic and sexual relationships um, and specifically in heterosexual cisgendered paradigms, um, which is just like a whole thing, a whole other episode unto its own. But it's it's important to recognize where those two energies live within our individual selves, our individual bodies, our individual soul complexes, right? Um, so that's what that looks like. And also just this encouragement to like, let go, let go. You don't have to plan out two, 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 2022 you don't have to plan it out you don't have to plan out what the hell you're gonna do for this mars venus conjunction sometime between february 12th and february 16th you don't have to you don't have to there's nothing you are required to do there is and actually what happens when we try to do this planning and we come from the scarcity mindset and blah 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 we're actually ironically making the least out of the energy for that day. Oh yeah, I know. What I just said was big. It just threw some of you for a loop and some of you are like, wait, Rachel, what? That makes no sense. Okay, let me explain this. When we're coming from the scarcity mindset, let's say you're like searching, 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 searching. I have to find the perfect course to do on this day right? Like, oh, oh, okay. Like uh, this person's offering this and I have to do this because then I'm doing something on this day. Firstly, maybe you don't really need that course, right? You're just looking for something to do to fill the energy. Second, and feel like you're you're like accomplishing something. Second, um, it blocks whatever fluidity of the actual energy, the actual nourishment, the actual activations that you might very well otherwise be receiving were you to stay open and not be actively reaching outwards outside of yourself. So I really want to instill this idea within each of you that if you open yourself to receive 
rather than actively going outward to search and make something happen, right? It's the difference between searching and making something happen versus all versus um, opening to receive and allowing something to happen, right? And please notice what I'm saying about this importance of the divine feminine, divine masculine balance, right? Because if we're just opening ourselves to receive and we're allowing, but we're not doing anything with that, we're not taking steps forward with whatever we do receive, then we're too much in the divine feminine. We're not allowing for the divine masculine to take its course, right? So for instance, with that example I gave before about the road trip, let's say I get this hit of like, yes, I'm supposed to go to North Carolina on 222 and like that's where I'm supposed to be and I'm going to hop in the car and I'm going to go, right? If I just have that epiphany wash over me and it's like oh yeah this is what's supposed to happen but then I don't actually do it right I'm just like laying on the couch all day meditating on this possibility of going to North Carolina then I'm not allowing for the divine masculine to have its place and do its work and work its magic right Um, so it is very much the balance of both and this is what these Mars Venus conjunctions are teaching us It is highlighting over and over and over again through the first conjunction last summer, the second one coming up mid-February, the third one coming up mid-March, and also through the Venus retrograde cycle at the beginning of this year, end of last year, beginning of this year, and the Mars retrograde cycle coming up at the end of this year, right? Mars and Venus are doing mind-blowing dances, both together and apart, to help us to sort through what preconditioned programming we have developed to integrate the toxic masculine, toxic feminine paradigms into our system and how we have consciously or unconsciously um, killed the innate divine feminine, divine masculine paradigms that initially we came into this world with and we are remembering those and we are reintegrating those and reinstilling those and helping others to remember them too. That's what these Mars Venus conjunctions are bringing about. So what can you expect (laughs) with these conjunctions? Well, firstly, um, being that this, this second one is coming up right around Valentine's Day, I am going to go ahead and presume that a lot of things are going to come up in either partnership or single life for folks. So folks who are single, um, y'all can expect to experience things like doing this inner work around the balance between the divine feminine, divine masculine within yourself, shedding toxicity of both of those paradigms, etc. So that's one thing that you can expect. Another thing you can expect is to be Um, feeling some grief potentially around like what does it mean to be single right now Um, in this moment in the collective where so many people are celebrating partnership and celebrating love Um, and then where does that wounding stem from where does that wounding lead to Um, it might also bring up things for you around what would you like to experience in partnership right where have you um, found 
um, counterparts to yourself in the past who were maybe embodying more of the toxicity than the divinity of both both the feminine and masculine paradigms maybe more more so one than the other um, and where were you embodying the toxicity in, in prior relationships and how can you work to embody the divinity moving forward and what would you need to see in a partner to know that they are embodying the divinity as well? Where where are you looking for that balance? And also the thing is too, we don't all have an equal amount of masculinity or, fem- or femininity within us. Some of us do have a very 50-50 <laughs> stronghold. Um, I would argue that I'm, I'm right about at that point within myself of, of a 50-50, but for most people, most folks embody one more so than the other. Um, and when we find a counterpart in relationship, uh, they're likely going to be embodying more of the opposite of that. And so it's like, you know, if you're really looking for that, where where can you, where, not where can you find it, but but what does that look like to you to have a partner who's embodying the opposite? So, so lots of work around that stuff. Um, which is all dandy and important. For those of you who are in partnership currently, um, really taking a look at where are you balancing within the self and without the self? Where are you balancing um, in in your body? Where are you balancing um, time alone? Where are you balancing the masculine and feminine within and the divinity of both of those things and releasing the toxic- toxicity? And where do you see your partner respecting that within you? And also, or partners, if you're poly, um, and also, um, where do you see them embodying that? How do you see them embodying those paradigms? How do you see them embodying the toxicity as well? And like, are, are those conversations you guys can have? Is there work you guys can do around this stuff together? What's really cool um, is Mars, which is the planet that represents more of the uh, masculine, um, is associated with the first house in astrology. And the first house, um, also known as the rising sign or ascendant, the first house is all about the self. It's about unity within. It's about your soul essence, the core of who you are. And so it's, it's very internally focused and independently focused. If we look at Venus... Venus is associated highly with the second house, which is all about self-worth. And it's also associated with the seventh house. And the seventh house is all about relationships and specifically intimate relationships and even more specifically romantic intimate relationships. And so we're looking literally at Mars um, representing not only the masculine, but also individuation and the self and time alone and unification within. And we're looking at Venus, which not only represents the feminine, but also represents our ability to relate to others outside of ourselves. And what does it mean to have that balance within and without? And so we have these two planets. I know, y'all. It's like the synchronicities just are endless. This is why I was super excited to do this episode today, put this episode out. 
because there is just it's so rich and vast in just like all of these beautiful puzzle pieces coming together in such divine reflection right now within our skies um, and within the numbers that we're surrounding ourselves with. And it's just so freaking cool. <sighs> so we can expect those things. Um, highlights on those things as well. We can also expect um, unification uh, without as well, right? So unification within we spoke about. Um, for those of you who are in partnership, um, also unification within is going to be a huge highlight for you as well. Um, and also I'm sensing too that there are going to be a lot of partnerships forming in these times as well. So if you're dating someone, this might be a time when you guys decide, you know, um, we want to be partners. We want to put a label on this. Or if you are, um, if you already have a label, maybe this is a moment in time where engagement happens um, or marriage or something else that's just like a significant next step in a relationship. So all of those things are possible. If you are single, it's very likely that you might actually meet someone at this point in time. Now, I'm not saying this is like your forever person or anything like that, um, but it's likely that you are going to meet someone um, who you're able to connect to and specifically who you're able to connect to on a very reflective level where they are helping you to balance out the divine masculine and divine feminine within yourself and also helping you to see highlights of where maybe you self-abandon in relationship. So that's the type of person who you might be calling in at this point in time. And that could be a long-term thing, right? So there are some really beautiful long-term lasting relationships that um, can form from those foundations as well. Overall, these three conjunctions are symbolic of new relationship cycles, okay? So likely, likely what you have seen happen in your life and in the lives of others around you is some sort of new phase, excuse me, some sort of new phase of a relationship being entered into uh, in mid-July of last year. Right. There was either a new relationship or, like I said, a new level of a relationship um, engaged in or something like that. And then either when Venus retrograde kind of started out um, or the shades started out, um, that relationship ending or fizzling out or um, becoming stagnant or maybe even shifting in some way, shape or form, but there would have been some sort of release work that was done, right? So this new level, this new step or this new person reach July 12th or 13th or 14th. Um, and then, um, you know, sometime in November or December or January experiencing, some sort of release, like maybe um, some sort of pressure that was on the relationship then kind of diminished or the relationship itself ended or um, maybe, 
you know, fear around moving forward was released and an abundance and expansion was brought in or something like that. But there would have been some sort of feature of release, of grounding, of letting go, of of deeper acceptance, of deeper surrender, major surrender energy here, okay? When Venus retrograde ended out, um, and now coming, it, it 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 ended kind of that release cycle. And so moving into February 12th through the 16th, as we come upon this second conjunction, it's very much going to be bringing things in. It is a new cycle, a new relationship cycle. And so again, that might mean meeting someone new, starting a new relationship, um, which also like could have happened during the Venus retrograde cycle as well if that new relationship beginning was centered around letting go of old relationship paradigms or letting go of a fear of surrender, right? So if you met somebody that you were like, oh, I can surrender into this relationship or I have to, I have to learn how to surrender into this relationship, then that's something that would have come about. But mid-February during the second conjunction, that's going to be that that newness, that extent, that expansion, that bringing something in this just like fresh energy um, that's really vibrant and wholesome and loving. Um, the same thing for March the 12th, um, which of course is only um, a few days, like a week and a half before the spring equinox here in the northern hemisphere which of course is all about growth, newness, bringing things in, freshness. It's also the start of the astrological new year, no matter where you are. Um, and, um, or, you know, the 21st is, um, not the 12th, but very, very close to that time, right? So we're, we're getting ready, no matter where you are in the world, to bring in this newness, this freshness, this growth, this expansion. Um, and so that's really what these energies of the Mars-Venus conjunctions are fully bringing in. And it's funny because as I am saying that, I'm looking at the time and it is 1222. So we've really got some stuff backing us. I don't know how many of you have been uh, looking at my Instagram stories today, but I, you know, when I record these episodes, a lot of the time, um, if huge energy is moving through, which usually it is, um, I will sometimes need to pause the episode, recording the episode and take a break and look at social media to just kind of like whoo, release some of the energy elsewhere. Um, and then I come back to the recording and that also helps me to connect more into the collective and see what y'all are really needing to hear and receive and etc. But on my story today, I posted that th there have been two times that I have paused um, and I have looked at the time right when I have paused and it was 11, 11 a.m. and it was 11, 44 a.m. Um, and now I just looked up and happened to see 12:22. So we're really being backed through this episode. There's a lot here. There's a lot of integration um, and yeah, just a lot of stuff happening here. Um, the other thing I wanted to say too is that this um, conjunction as well um, this, this second one, excuse me, um, the second conjunction as well, um, is occurring, um, if we believe it's on the 14th, as many astronomers, astrologers are saying, um, that is when our Mercury, which went direct on the 3rd, 
Um, Mercury direct is re-entering the sign of Aquarius where it originally was when it went retrograde before. Um, and that's just important too, because with all of these ideas around, you know, unity and around, um, personal sovereignty whilst also being in relationship and collaboration and all of that Aquarius rules all of that stuff and Mercury is our planet of communication and small movements forward and so um so I just feel like that's really significant that that's happening on the 14th as well um and then if we believe it's occurring on the 16th um that's when we have our full moon in Leo and very rarely <laughs> Um, this full moon in Leo actually falls in Leo in both 12 and 13 sign astrology. So it is a true Leo full moon. And I want to give a shout out to Sam Lauer at find me underscore in the stars um, for the incredible 13 sign chart calculator. This thing has honestly saved my life. So she didn't ask me to plug it. I just like... <laughs> It, it has been amazing for me. So I just, I wanted to throw that out there. Um, and y'all can find that on her Patreon. So um, I really want to encourage you. I'll, I'll include the link in the show notes to be able to uh, subscribe to that and get this 13 sign chart calculator because it's epic. And she, I know she put her heart and soul into this thing. So anywho, um, but you know, Leo is this grandiose fire sign and it's all about magic and theater and just like, whoa, really bringing it. Um, and so it's like bringing the fire and bringing the romance and like that is coming in on this Venus-Mars conjunction as well if we believe it's on the 16th. Um, so like that's huge. Um, of course, Leo can also embody a more toxic side of being very dramatic. So I just want to throw that out there so that y'all can be very mindful of your communication during this time. Thankfully, Mercury in Aquarius is going to be directly opposite our moon, um, which is going to help balance out some of that drama energy. Um, but, um, you know, just something to be mindful of and be mindful that the romance that you're embodying is true and that you're, you're you know, if you're engaging with somebody romantically, um, that it's coming from a place of real love and not of... Um, a trauma bond or feigned romance or false romance. Um, so th those are all things to uh, consider and look out for. The other thing I want to speak to specifically for the third and final conjunction, which is going to happen in March. And again, just the numbers, y'all, like the third conjunction that happens on a 3-3 portal day. Like what in the actual reality is our life um it's so cool um but the other thing I want to draw attention to here is that that is going to be occurring amidst what is called a stellium so what's going on in in February here um where we've got um Mars and Venus meeting in conjunction um here in February they are meeting in the sign of Capricorn Okay, so I'm, I know I said I was moving forward to March, but I think this is important to uh, to integrate here as well. They're meeting in the sign of Capricorn in 12 sign astrology. I honestly have not done the research to look and see where they are in 13 signs. So forgive me for not um, having that information for you right now. But um, 
Capricorn is the sign of really getting things done, zipping things up, getting them in order, um, more serious relationships or serious relationship dynamics are very, very hardy at this point in time. Venus was retrograde in Capricorn. Um, and in that energy embodied this like need to kind of strap down like, oh my gosh, what is my ideal partnership? How do I find this? How do I, you know, make sure that I am giving myself all that I want and am worthy of and deserve and and frankly, perhaps need even. Um, not that you need someone else to make you happy because um, that's not at all what I'm saying. But, um, you know, it's sometimes it's a need. Sometimes being in relationship with other people and being social in, in very specific niche ways, like being romantic with someone or like being sexual with someone or like being even in partnership with someone, um, something that might involve both of those things, um, you know, that's sometimes a need. Um, and I think that's important to be spoken to. Um, and it's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with you if that's a need for you. And I really want to speak that. And again, happened to glance up at the time, y'all. It's 1233. Like, what? 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 Um, <sighs> I love life. I love the universe. Um, so, as some of you guys can tell, I'm clearly back almost. Um, I'm so grateful. So, um, so anywho, so, so we have like this really beautiful Capricorn divine masculine energy that is backing us to be like, yes, like, let us get down to the nitty gritty and make something happen here and be really serious about this and lock this down, right? When we move into March, February, or February, when we move into March, Mars and Venus are going to be meeting in Aquarius, which again is the sign of expansion, of sovereignty versus community, and not even versus, but how do we find those things together in integration, right? I give this metaphor all the time of like each one of us is a piece of the puzzle and each piece of the puzzle looks different and the whole puzzle wouldn't be able to be put together if certain puzzle pieces were missing or if all of the puzzle pieces were shaped exactly the same, right? Your individual puzzle piece is necessary to be a part of the puzzle and create the bigger picture. How do we honor ourselves as individual, individually shaped puzzle pieces that belong inside of the puzzle? It's a both and thing. Um, you know, we need both. We need ourselves and we need others and we need to figure out where it is that we're able to respect our own needs, wishes, boundaries, self um, within the context of being with other. Um, so not only though are Mars and Venus meeting there, we have a full-blown stellium. And a stellium is when three or more planetary or sky objects meet in the same sign or the same house. In this case, they are meeting in Aquarius. So on March the 6th, which is six days before our third conjunction, again with these numbers, y'all, because we're in this sixth year, on the sixth, six days before our sixth 
six portal day. <laughs> when this third conjunction happens, that's also on a three, three portal day. Like, seriously, you can't make this up. I swear to you. Um, on March 6th, Mars and Venus both enter Aquarius. So we are going to be feeling the effects of this conjunction, even though they don't meet at the exact degree um, specifically until the 12th. Um, Mars and Venus are both entering Aquarius on the 6th, where they are going to join Saturn, Mercury, and Jupiter that are all there. Okay. Mercury does move into Pisces on the 9th, according to 12 sign astrology. And all of this, by the way, is according to 12 sign. Um, Mercury does enter Pisces on the 9th, so it will not be there on the 12th when we have this conjunction. But Saturn and Jupiter will both be there, and it's still therefore going to be a stellium, right? Three or more planetary or sky objects in a single place at the same time. What's really cool, if that wasn't already cool enough, is that when Mars enters Aquarius in Eastern Standard Time, it is happening at 1.23 in the morning. That is 1.23. You guys, ascending numbers, ascending numerology, that expansion, that reaching up for light bulb moments, etc., etc. And it's our planet of the divine masculine or, or of the masculine in general, right? We are going to be having light bulb moments around the masculine and specifically Mars moves in at 1.23 a.m. and then Venus moves in later in the day. Um, I don't know the exact time. Um, but it's like Mars is ascending into meeting, um, itself before Venus moves in to meet it, right? So the, the divine masculine is ascending into meeting itself. Again, Mars ruling that first house being all about internal unity coming together within the self, etc. um, Mars is rising to meet itself. The masculine is rising to meet itself while the feminine does her own dance, moves at her own time and pace to slowly meet up with the masculine. It's so freaking cool. I love this stuff, if you couldn't already tell. So now that we are exactly... An hour and 13 minutes into this episode, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I could honestly talk circles around this and all of the very, very, very cool little nuances of this point in our lives for ages, um, <laughs> for ages, um, but I'm not going to. Oh, I'm hearing some of you asking, what does it mean? Sorry. Okay, I'm not finishing out this episode. I am hearing some of you asking, what does it mean that Mars and Venus are going to be in Aquarius at the same time as Saturn, Mercury, and Jupiter? So um, Mercury, I already stated, was the planet of communication. Saturn is the planet of lessons and lesson learning and um, kind of zipping up our structures and making sure they're neat and tidy and in alignment specifically um, with, the, with the greatest good, with the highest timeline. Um, and Jupiter is all about abundance. Um, and it's also, it's like the, the, it's, it's a divine masculine structure. Jupiter is, it's, it's very like, 
like the big masculine presence. Um, So, um, and so is Saturn, actually. Saturn is also associated with masculine, but it's more so um, like the father figure and not necessarily divine. Saturn can easily, easily embody both the divine and toxic masculine qualities, um, just depending on like how it um, works its energy through. But I'm not going to go there today. Um, I talked a lot about Saturn returns and stuff um, in that 2020 to 2022 episode um, and also in the Dark Knight of the Soul episode, I believe. And there's also an entire article on a Saturn return if you go to jewelrytoself.com slash blog and you can find that there. Alrighty, so I hope that that answers y'all's question, whomever was wondering, but wait, Rachel, you didn't tell us about this. So essentially like the masculine and feminine Mars and Venus are going to be meeting up with... um, and Mars also being the planet of war, of rage, of fertility, Venus also fertility, but um, masculine uh, or Mars being more virility, I guess. Um, I mean, there's all there's so much stuff, you guys. It's ah, it's there's so much stuff. It's just it's wild. It's beautiful. It's wild. Um, Venus being the planet of flow, of abundance, of symmetry, of beauty, um, of love. Uh, romance, sexuality, etc., etc., so on and so forth. Both of them meeting up with Jupiter, the planet of abundance, of careers, of passions, of um, which so so our Mars and Venus are both passion as well. Um, and then meeting up with Saturn, which is all about creating structure, coming into alignment, shedding things that don't serve us, shedding the toxic, inviting in the divine, etc., etc., so on and so forth. So we can see how all of those are working together. And then, of course, Mercury, which won't be there on the 12th during the actual Venus-Mars conjunction, but will be there uh, from the 6th through the 9th for that beautiful, like, full five-planet stellium. Um, uh, you know, that's, uh, Mercury is all about that communication and integrating that into, uh, all of those facets of life that I just spoke to. So, that's what's coming for us in the middle of March, um, and I'm excited for it, but first, I'm really excited for this Mars-Venus conjunction, um, on or around... (laughs) the uh full moon slash maybe valentine's day um so yeah i think that's what i have to say to y'all and for those of you listening way out in the future hello there um i hope that this was uh helpful to you in being able to look back at this point in your life and um have some huge light bulb moments around like oh that's why i started dating so and so then or oh that's why i was having all of these shadows come up around self worth then or you know whatever it is um and uh yeah i think that's all i'm going to say for real this time I love you guys so much. If you enjoyed this episode and it lit you up and you're like, man, other people need access to this, um, I would greatly appreciate it if you would write a review on iTunes. Five-star reviews are incredibly helpful for other people being able to find this podcast. So if we want this thing to reach as many ears as possible, as many iTunes reviews as are uh, abundantly possible, would be amazing, which means if you write a review and then tell a friend about the podcast and ask them to write a review, that's two reviews. And if you do that with a bunch of people, then that's like 
20,000 reviews because they'll also tell their people and that's great. And then there can be like 20,000 people listening to this podcast, which, hey, I I welcome that. So um, that's an avenue, right? iTunes reviews, two, sharing with friends. Please share this on social media. Send the link to friends and family. Email it out to loved ones. Um, sign up for the Doorway to Self email newsletter um, where this link is going to directly be sent out as well. And you can just forward that to friends and family and then they can sign up for the newsletter. So those are all options and ways and things. You can also share it on social. There will be a post about this on facebook.com uh, slash doorway to self um, and slash the doorway to self podcast. You can also find it on Instagram at doorway to self or at the doorway to self podcast. So those are all places where you can access, um, follow along with doorway to self and with the podcast. You can also follow my personal individual journey at rachel.leah.gerson. That's R-A-C-H-E-L dot L-E-A-H dot G-E-R-S-O-N like person with a G. All right, my loves, thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in. I'm wishing you the most beautiful remaining two conjunctions um, of the Mars-Venus dynamic <laughs> um, in the year 2022. And um, just like beautiful love and relationships within and without moving forward, no matter what types of relationships those might be. And I am sending you so, so much love. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education, and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding, and healing. For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to doorwaytoself.com. Thank you, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Okay, okay, but y'all know... I really want to advocate for you doing your own podcast too. So I guess if you still want to stick around, you can also hear how you can use Anchor to create your own podcast. You're still here? You're still listening? Oh my gosh, I love you.